Fire! Bridging the gap. Best podcast in the world. world. Uh, episode 24 live and direct from the UAE Dubai we're back with another episode of the good that good talk the good basketball talk I'm the young OG. It's not self-proclaimed. Uh, Ryan Yates. <laughs> uh, I'm here with my OG O-Head, JK, Jupot, Jules the Jeweler. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't heard that in a while. Um, what's up, old big dog? What's happening? Nothing, man. Just ready to rock and roll. Right. You know, it's getting late. Got my Advil PM in. I, I ain't got much time. You popped the you popped the pill before the episode. Yeah, man, I gotta get my sleep. You know those things kicking fast though. You never nah, the same after that. Nah, these ain't the liquid gel drugs. Oh, so I, I know my meds. You know what I'm saying? Last these time I I took them a little too early. And no, I ain't taking too early. We started late because on me. Did you take it on empty stomach? Or did you get some grub? A little grub? Last time empty stomach. Yeah, man. I brought you some French toast. You know, you know, if you guys have seen you know, old heads do this, they always make it seem like you ungrateful and you don't share the wealth, you know, no show no gratitude. But I do my I do my part to hold it down for the OG when I can. But yeah, I brought you some fresh toast. You're giving good. me some extras. No, what like you mean really... extras? I they was hot. They was matter of fact, we ain't even finished making I ain't finished making all the French toast before I was like, let me go bring him a couple and the salmon patties and a potato. And you know, I ain't got nothing to this this bread, like, you know. Was it all right though? It was all right. Oh, all right. Bring me extras. What you mean? <laughs> what's what's the problem with extras? Some of the help or something. What you mean? That, that's crazy, man. You want praise for it. Come on, man. You you know what I'm saying? I bring you, you stuff all the time when you, I come back you, from the store. You want residuals though. What? <laughs> you want residuals though. Yeah, for certain things. <laughs> Man, that's wicked, man. That's crazy. But it's, you know, it's good to see you back in conspiracy. You got the bucket on. Yeah, man. It's the weather. Looking like Bay from off of uh, the wire. We're going to pull that up. I see you. All games, no play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the weather, man. It's, it's that time of the year. It, that weather. Yeah. <laughs> that weather right here. Man, it, you walk outside after three, four hours in the gym. And we leave about 7.30 and it's still, you know, it's that yeah. sunset, that, that golden hour. And it feels amazing. Yeah. But, but earlier in the day, like I was, I'm out all day sometimes running around, man. That thing is smacking the back of my neck. So I got to put my bucket on. It, it don't just smack you. It smack you with like a splash of water, right? <laughs> it's like it's all all types of sweat coming down. Yeah. Um, for our new listeners, you know, this is a podcast to bridge the gap between the older and the younger generation. Um, my OG, this is my co high school coach. Um, this is now our business partner here in Dubai. Um, we're here building a basketball brand called Hoop Mountain Dubai. Um, we train, we're just building a culture. 
Um, there's so much here. There's so much the game gave to us, and we're here to pay it forward, um, teach kids, adults, any and everybody what basketball can do for your community. Um, and so we're here. Uh, it's a crazy story. Like I said, that was my high school coach um, umpteen years ago. You know, <laughs> you make, uh, make me have to be that old. Huh? Man, but I'm feeling it too, though. I'm just, you know, <laughs> getting up there. But we've been around the block a few times, um, and, and now we're here. And now we got to a space to where we just see so much crazy stuff in his life. I see, I hear crazy stories from him. And then we also know there's a disconnect between the old heads and the younger, and there's not much conversation going on between the two. So that's what we're doing here. And then we're talking basketball, you know, an unfiltered to an extent, because, you know, if you guys know coach, he's been holding back some things, <laughs> but we getting them there, but we talking who I'm changing. Yeah, yeah, you starting to get relaxed on the mic, you know? Yeah, I'm telling you, you brought the bucket in. I know it's different. <laughs> I know it's different. No, it's not bad at all. But um, man, talk about let's talk, before we get into today's topics. Um, Dubai itself, right? Every time we get on here, we always got to tell the truth. Like, you know, it is as advertised. Paradise, paradise. If anybody's ever been to Vegas and you enjoyed your time in Vegas, this is like Vegas on steroids, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the beach, safely. Yeah. <laughs> Safely. No worries. Matter of fact, I went to the beach the other night. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Sat on the beach with some chairs with my lady and we ate some fruit and we're just chilling on the beach. I was walking along the beach. They delivered some food up there. I started to like one o'clock. I'm like, yo, this don't happen oh. where I'm from. You're at the beach. Yes. 10 o'clock at night. Yes. With just, some fruit. Just lounging with some fruit and you have food delivered. Yes. That's a great lifestyle you live in there, young buck. Right. Great lifestyle, right? And best believe when we talk about it, coach and I with this business and everything, it ain't all it ain't all pretty. Mm-hmm. We it ain't coming. Mm-hmm. But you know, out here you can there's a lot of free stuff you can do. A lot of free stuff. Cause it didn't cost nothing to go sit on the beach. Mm-hmm. You know. And I got that from you because I was never a beach guy. Never, you know. See. What's the faces? What's going on? I'm just saying. What, you got something to say? No, I'm just saying you got it from me. Like, yeah, yeah. Yo, you can't, look, that's why we on camera. You can't hide. You making some faces. You got something in the chest that you want to let go? No, I'm just saying you, you act like you haven't been doing those types of things before. Like, I haven't, man. I, I rarely get out. <laughs> you I'm, just spent a couple, like, days I'm, in the mountains. I'm, oh, come on now. You know I'm not spending days in the mountains. I might take a quick half-day trip or something like that, but I'm in and I'm out. I'm always in my apartment, man, working. You know what I'm saying? Grinding. <laughs> y'all saw that. Y'all saw, y'all saw that on camera. Yeah, man, man, don't let this man fool you, man. Yeah, you work, but don't cut it out. That stuff is funny, man. Yeah, man. You special, yo. You're professional, huh? No, man. You're professional? I'm work for I'm I'm here <laughs> for work. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. get, we're trying to, you know, get a business started. We'll have time to play. You oh, so you're professional, huh? Yeah, man. Let me hear you say I'm a professional. I'm a professional. <laughs> That's interesting, you know, because you always break down that, right? And I know we all Denzel fans. You know, I'm a professional. Uh, everybody <laughs> say it, right? Keep saying, I'm just a professional. Just a professional. Sick and tired of it. Denzel, man. Hey, but you 
professional. You know. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna leave. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. What about me? What about me? Come on. What is that? Last wish, please, please. Last wish. I wish. I wish. You had more time. More time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see you though, man. You do work, but don't act like you just be up in an apartment just drowning in your sorrows. I, I dare you be like, yeah, that's pretty much like it is. Huh, this, seriously, I don't get out much. Think about it. We're in, listen, we're in the year of COVID. Mm -hmm. Right? We're building a business. Mm -hmm. Money's a little funny sometimes. Absolutely. You know? So, hey, and you know, yeah. I'm, I'm an older guy by myself here. Listen, man, it's all right. I got some stuff for you because Coach will do that. He'll do that to you. He'll, you know, the small violin. He'll give you all of that action. And then you'll, like, well, you really know. That's what it is. When I get my Bluetooth thing here, I'm going to start calling your people. I'm going to start calling your people. And, it, and they'll like, tell you. I, they'll tell you I've always had an old soul. I'm going to have to screen them before we call, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to be like, yo, look, <laughs> when you get on the, on the phone, <laughs> you know, we all yeah. good. But no, nah, that's that's dope. Um, but again, if you're in a UAE and, and basketball is something that you're interested in, no matter what level, we will teach you the game. You will be able to experience that culture. Um, Hoop Mountain DXB on Instagram, hoopmountain.ae online. You can find us. We are around. Um, what episode are we on, Ethan? Episode 24. 2-4. Two, did you have to look that up? You already know it. <laughs> you say something, man. Man, why are you trying to punk Ethan like that? I'm not that, trying man? to. I'm just trying to help him out. I'm just trying to make sure he's on top of his game. He look, man. Don't look. He's always been like that. He forgot to push the button one time. You forgot to push the button. So I got to make sure everything's all right. Uh, he always been old and grumpy like that. Now, you know, he, matter of fact, he wasn't even grumpy like this before. He was more just like angry. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you just be around him. You be like, you all right, Pac? You know? But hey, we're here. Episode 24. If you guys, if you guys know, you listen to us from episode one to now, we sound different. We sound a lot different. A whole lot different, right? <laughs> it's a different visual and everything, but... um. This episode is going to be a special one. You know, there's no there's no secret here, right? Where I got the, <laughs> you see my shirt. It is what it is. You know, this is just daily, you know. This is just how it is. And you see what's back here. Episode 24. We're here. We're going we're gonna to celebrate Bean. We're going to celebrate Bean. We're going to talk about Bean. We're going to get into that. We're going to dedicate this whole episode to, to what it was like to watch Bean throughout his career. You know, those championship runs, what that era of basketball was like. Because Kobe went through five different eras of that. Well, more than that, really, of basketball and was able to flourish. Um, and, you know, sometimes we forget a lot of that, which is why OG is here. Because he's seen a lot of basketball. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, man. One of the greatest to ever do it. You know, as a... Pleasure to watch him play, man. And, you know, definitely he was taken to taken from us too early, but uh, he left us with some great memories, man. Some great memories we're about to get into. For sure. Um, and like I said, we're going we're going to break down the, the championship years. Yeah. Right. Because 
You know, that's what we always remember. And that's what Kobe wanted us to remember. He said, I'm here for, for rings. In high school, there's an old clip that popped up. And he said, you know, all my goals are really team oriented. I need the districts and I need the state championship. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. So, um, and sure enough, he always said, I need to get six so I can sit at the table with Mike. Right. And I need seven to get past him, you know, and that's what it looked like. So championship number one. Well, first, let's talk about draft day. Because 1996, arguably the greatest draft ever, right? And I know I haven't had time to sit and watch it all yet, but that 96 draft class has its own doc that came out. And when we both have some time to sit and break it down, we'll get into that. But, you know, AI, Steve Nash, Marbury, Canby, you know. That was crazy. That's your era of hoop. That was crazy. That was great. You got, can you pull up a picture of those guys? It should be a picture from Slam, right? Yeah, it should be a 1996 draft class picture. There yeah, it is right Slam. there. Pull that up. Yeah. Yeah. That just. Yeah. And AI wasn't even in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> There's Tim Thomas over there. Yeah. Pick, make that a little bit larger. Man, you got Kerry Kittles, mm. Sharif. Sharif. Man, John Wallace. Man, you had some, you had some thugs in that. John one. Wallace was the dude who went to the Knicks, right, from Syracuse. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's a, right. yep. That's a story. That's a story. Man, is that racing down there, Ray? Yeah, that's Ray Allen. Come on, man. That's a crazy draft class. But Come we'll on, get into man. that '96 one specifically because there's a lot around that. But talking about coming in in that '96 year and being selected by the Hornets, or even you for being in that's that's the year you high school college. What did you know of of Kobe and even that Jerry West and those trades and all those things? Well, going in, going into 96, the, the only thing I really knew about Kobe was that, of course, the Pennsylvania legend, because um, I was at Temple at the time. Um, <clears throat> 90, when he got drafted, I was actually at, at Coppin, but when I first heard of Kobe, got, first got a chance to see him and things like that, I was at Temple. And, um, you know, you see this guy, long, lanky, about 6'5 at the time. And you could just see somebody like emulating Mike, which everybody in America did, everybody in the world did. But it was just something different about him. Uh, it was a little arrogance. You got to have arrogance to be be that nice. You got to. But the first thought was because the NBA is so physical, he may not make it. You know mm. what I'm saying? We got to get a little bit bigger, stronger, and things like that. But once he got drafted and went to L.A., you just knew that he'd have a chance just because of the organization. Mm -hmm. They don't, you know what I'm saying, they do right by rookies. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he went in behind Eddie Jones. One of your guys. One of my guys, yep. Yeah. And um, did you ever get a chance to, to speak with Eddie about that? Like, oh, playing with Bean or just being, oh, just playing in L.A., period? Talk, we talked about the L.A. stuff when I was still in college and stuff, of course, you know, we ask a million questions. Right. Like, Come on, man, you, you playing for the Lakers, but uh, never got into it about the Kobe stuff. You know, it's something that, you know, when somebody comes in drafted so high, you know, and that's, they play the same position. You, you, gotta, you, ain't, yeah. you ain't got time to be talking, praising them, you know what I'm saying? But Eddie, you know, he's a different guy. He's, you could tell from, from the outside looking in and, and just by what other people have, have said that, you know, did a great job of mentoring Kebby, uh, Kobe to, for him to get started and things like that. And um, Kobe, you can just tell, man, he just, 
you can only keep him caged for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, you know, once he took that, those two shots in the playoffs Utah, and they were air balls, you could just see the look on his face like, dang, he wasn't dejected. He was pissed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you just knew he was going to go back to the lab and get better. And he took them shots. Right. 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 Like, you know, you as coach, as a coach, you're standing on the sideline and sometimes you don't know what your player is going to give you right. in, that, in that crunch time, right? But he took both of those. Right. I, even after air ball in the first one. Yeah. He took the second one, right? And what, I know one thing that I noticed is that they, he airballed them, but all of them are right on line, right. right? So, like, you know, that's a perspective thing. Some people look at it like, then he took those shots and airballed them. And as a player, you some people will airball that, and they'll, their career will never be the same. Right, yeah. Kobe was some looking people, at Yeah, some people never recover from that. Yeah. Kobe just got stronger. That's what he said. He said, I'm right on line. I'm just going to go ahead and get stronger. Yeah. Right? And then the next year, you're all-star. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't just start from there. Right. Um, I, I like the fact that, you know, he also had old heads in Byron Scott. Yeah. Because Byron Scott was on that team as well. So we always talk about now the importance because the lead was older back then. Right. Coming straight out of high school. Right? You talked about this the other day is if Kobe was coming straight out of high school in today's NBA, what would be different? 2021? 2021. Straight out the gate. <laughs> All-star. Yeah. Straight out the gate. No question. Had too much skill, good length, and just too much heart. Mm-hmm. Just And it's not it's not as physical today. So he wouldn't be, um, uh, he wouldn't be punished as much in terms of, uh, you know, going into the paint and things like that. He would flourish immediately in mm-hmm. today's game. And that's not to say that, you know, these guys aren't good today. They're they're NBA players, but it was just a different physicality when he came into the league. Different. E- extremely. I mean, you yeah. coming off the era of the bad boys and and everything, Charles Oakley, like you coming off of me era. And when <laughs> you when when they'll see they'll see each other squaring up on the baseline. Right. <laughs> right. Going to blows. But let's get into that first championship. Um, 99, uh, I think Kobe was 20, 21. Give me what Kobe averaged in, um, in the playoffs. That's, that's against the Pacers. That's, that's against a Pacers team that is coached by, I believe, Larry Bird was the coach then. I think so. Yeah, yeah, Reggie Miller. Yeah, Jalen Rose. Shout out to Jalen Rose, too, because a lot of people don't forgot Jalen used to get busy in the league, too. For sure. Um, Jalen Rose, Mark Jackson yeah. with the wristband on, <laughs> the yellow one. Um, Dale Davis, Rick Smith. And then coming off the bench, you got Sam Perkins, Chris Mullen, um, uh, Jonathan Bender. That was the one who came Rozier. out. Here. Yeah. That team right there, right? Let's talk about that era of basketball because we ended up winning that 3-1. That was Kobe's, like, coming out party because it might have been game game three or at Indiana, um, Shaq fouled out. And game four at Indiana and Shaq fouled out, right? And and Kobe had to go ahead and take us to the promised land. (laughs) Um, and, and Kobe told Shaq, don't worry, I got this. And, you know, you see that famous picture when Kobe telling everybody, right. calm down, it's coming off. Um, and that was a coming out party right there. You know, that's one of those ones where Kobe was like, all right, I prove it to myself. But talk about that that competition then. Like, what Indiana Pacers team, what that was really like. Look at the guys you just named, man. Jalen, 
Reggie, Dale Davis, Mark Jackson, Rick Smith, Austin Crozier, Travis Best, Sam Perkins, Al Harrington, Chris Muller. Travis Best. Come on, man. You're, t- you're talking about not only guys that were um, good scores, everybody on their team strapped up. Mm-hmm. Everybody. There wasn't, there wasn't any guys in that starting seven, eight rotation that took plays off defensively. And any, I mean, if you think about it, <clears throat> what is Indiana known for? Just gritty, hard-nosed basketball. Mm-hmm. And and they the Pacers personified that, you know, that image. And um, you know, you got the you got the one of the best trash talkers in the NBA history, Reggie Miller. Yeah. Talking trash to you and popping threes whenever he can get loose. You know, you got Jalen Rose, a young gun, you know, and <clears throat> you know, you got some old you got Chris Mullen come off the bench. Like, and it, you can't just leave him open. And Perkins. And Perkins. So that's to, you know, you talk about spreading the floor, man. Back in the you know late nineties, and then you still got Mark Jackson yeah, running you know, the show, running the show, and right. you know getting there, and you know that was a different level of um, play and orchestration <clears> when it <throat> came to the bigs, Rick Smith, yeah. Dale Davis, yeah. right? Real I, big. Yeah, I, I let you break that down because I was still a younger when I was watching that. I, I watched every bit of that game, but. But the way the style of play that was there was different. Dale Davis <clears throat> just looked like he was chiseled out of stone. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Like if he set a pick on you, you felt it three days later. And you're talking about anything came off the board, it was his. He gets his he gets his hands on this rap. You know, just just any anybody running through the paint that didn't belong in the paint was gonna get some wood on them, and that's just the way the yo yo yo, yo 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 yo. All right, I didn't let that go the last three or four what episodes. But you guys stop saying that, man. There's a different get some wood laid on you. Yo, you gotta give me a different analogy. What man. you mean? <laughs> that's all I'm saying, yo. That's like a you know what I'm saying. Every time you say that, I'm just sitting here thinking like, what's going on? That's that's you, man. You gotta get your mind out the gutter. Look, I'm trying to bridge the gap, man. You know what I'm saying? Every time you say that, I'm just like, okay, I'm sorry. Oh no! Any anytime somebody comes through the paint, yeah, and you don't belong down there, yeah. one of the big guys lightly taps you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they knock they, they knock you off your block. Yeah, they try to knock your <laughs> knock your teeth out, knock, <laughs> knock the wind out of you. I'm sorry. My God, I use a different analogy next time. Sorry. I'm saying. I'm saying. Man. They're going to get you, man. But Dale Davis, Rick Smith, right? And you talking about Reggie Miller was great because he had great screeners. Right. Right. That's a whole nother space to where we don't even really acknowledge that. I don't even, I don't even know if coaches emphasize that the same way they used to. Well, I mean, everything's off the dribble. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about great shooters and everybody is, Talking about Steph right now, Steph. You gotta keep him out of this. Episode. Come on, man. Because because we because I'm I know, already, I, know, yeah, I, know. I know and don't don't be a hater. I'm just saying, but he is the best guard in the league in terms of running off screens and, and staying in constant motion. But you know, when you think about those guys back in the day, Reggie Miller did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing. They the offense just wasn't geared for him to get as many shots just because they had other weapons and they spread. They spread the offense around, and the game was just played differently. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a grind yeah. out game. Yeah, and I mean, talking about that triangle offense, and for the roster that the Lakers had in that ninety nine two thousand season, right? 
Um, of course, we know Kobe's there. We know Shaq is there. Um, we also know that Derek Fisher is there. Rick Fox, right? Devin George, who was a guy that played Division Three, yeah. and that's in '99 at Division Three. AC Green, mm. right? Um, Ron, Ron Harper, Robert Ory, um, uh, Travis Knight, Tristan Shaq, Glenn Rice. John Sally, big doofy. <laughs> hey, hey, John Sally is still collecting a check. Yeah. Man. Shout out to him. Oh, Brian Shaw, of course. Um, you know, that's an Oakland guy. You remember B. Shaw and Gary Payton got that rap album? <laughs> Yo, but we had we had a mob. We had a, a Tyron Lou, a young Ty Lou. Um, we had a mob on that year too. Um, and that was the start of our our three peat, but that's a heck of a roster. I don't see rosters uh, um, situated like that too much more. You know why? Bad ownership. Mm. Bad ownership. Shout out to Dr. Bus. Yeah. I mean, just you, look at that roster. Somebody has that roster today and we'll say that they're the greatest GM of this era, right? Mm -hmm. But if, if guys get together and do it on their own and don't leave it into the hands of others, we'll say that they're creating super teams. Mm. But what's the difference in the players doing it and management doing it? And, and you no, know, we we talk, it's a Kobe tribute, right? Yeah. So we want to talk about, just briefly, moments where Kobe was saying, hey, what are y'all doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you're a Lakers fan. You gutted out a few years with some guys that, you know, that yeah, probably we'll, shouldn't have been playing in Tinseltown. Yeah, you know we'll, we'll definitely get there. But <laughs> that's important too, though. Um, those adjustments. And the, the great thing is about those championship teams, because Kobe and Shaq always talk about how they were both <laughs> alphas, right? right? They didn't necessarily get along together as well, but they kind of propelled each other, pushed each other, because when they looked down to the side and Shaq was being as great as he was and Kobe wanted everybody to know he was just as great, they pushed each other up. But in between that, right, they're one side of the book, but in between that, Derek Fisher, Rick Fox, Robert Ory, Ace, everybody got to play their role and never get on the side of it and so we can go straight. Right. They did that phenomenally. Yeah. <laughs> like, is there a better role player than Robert Ory? Mm. A more accomplished one than Robert Ory? Definitely not more accomplished. <laughs> like, he got it done, man, anywhere you Big went. Big Shot Bob. Big Shot Bob. What a name, right? So, so 99-2000 was the first one, right? We got the great Phil Jackson. He coming in, getting his seventh title as a coach, you know, coming right in and getting it done with us. Shaq, of course, is a star. But that 99 to 2000 season, um, let's look at the teams within that because that's an era of basketball, right? That's ending the 90s era and getting into that 2000, you know. You got for the Miami Heat, right? Scroll up to the top, kid. Yeah, get the Miami Heat roster. Now that Miami Heat team, right? That's Bruce Bowen, PJ Brown, and these are some names. And make it a little bigger so Coach can read those off. Some of those names I have no clue it is. I know Tim Hardaway, Tim James, Lonzo Mourning, Dwayne Coswell. That's Temple, baby. <laughs> mm, yeah, you got Clarence Weatherspoon. You know, like these are all tough. Alonzo Mourning, a young one. You think about, you got Monster Mash on there. Yes, that's Jamal Mashburn for you guys that don't know. Thunder Dan. Mm. You know. Bashar um, Leonard. You got Tim Hardaway. You already said that, right? Mm-hmm. But what's he on there at the bottom? 
Clarence Weatherspoon. And Rex Walters from Kentucky. Uh, well, he started at Northwestern. He went to Kansas. He was a nice left-hander. Clarence Weatherspoon was supposed to be the next Barkley. Mm-hmm. You know. You're 6'6", 240. Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't pan out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, only one Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a team, right, that Rodney Buford, he could get it. He mm-hmm. could play. He mm-hmm. could really play. But that was a team right there. You look at those names. You know, of course, everybody knows, you know, Tim Hardaway and, you know, Alonzo Mourne. Those guys were young, but that was a scrappy team. Listen, you look at the colleges those guys came from. Yeah. Right? You got Cal State, Fullerton, Louisiana Tech, Creighton, Hawaii, because Anthony Carter was on there. And he was in the league for a while. At Temple, Clemson, Minnesota, um, Providence, and Southern Miss. And Vashawn Leonard, man, he was. He could get it. He was tough. Yeah, he tough. could get it. And then um, who was who the Heat facing in that era? Keep going. Either. Next roster, next team. Let's go next. Oh, I know what that is. You know what I'm saying? That next team right there, that has to be. That's right, Chris Childs. No love for him <laughs> on, my, on my side. Well, I'm going to let you get to the rest of this roster because this is your boy is on this one. Pretty Ricky from Temple, Marcus Canby from UMass. You know, he was that that draft class with Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know? So he's one of those uh, standouts. The great Patrick Ewing. Yeah, this Ooh. Nick roster is crazy, by the way. Ooh. You're talking about, people talk about skilled big men. We're talking about one of the best jump shooting seven-footers ever. Yeah. Ever. P. Ewing. You know, um, Allen Houston, one of the, yeah, one of the best shooters ever. Injuries kind of plagued his career towards the end. Mm-hmm. He could really shoot that thing at six six. Larry Johnson, LJ, he, Grandmama. He, but he wasn't he wasn't Grandmama when he got there. But he was but still, he still yeah. hit some big ones. He hit some big ones. He was more a little muscle then though. For you sure. The trail Spreewell. Don't just go. Don't just skip over this one, OG. Because Spree, them dot eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but he had them though. He had the spree well. Yeah, listen, man. You, Chipping on four four. Anybody want some shoes that spin? When you know, even when you ain't moving, you know, go go look up spree well. You probably order something. He definitely needs you to do it. But, Word up. <laughs> but no, Latrell Spreewell, six five, shooting guard. Tough as they come, hits big shots, gets to the rack, and straps up. You know. Anytime they're they're meeting the Lakers, Kobe's gonna get his because Kobe's Kobe. Mm-hmm. But guarantee you, it was tough, man. And Latrell was gonna make Kobe work on the other end. Latrell from Alabama. <laughs> we talking we talking about you born in the seventies and you went to school in Alabama, to Alabama University. That's a whole different battle. That's a whole different thing, right? You, Chris Childs, Marcus Canby. That's a tough New York team. Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward been the quarterback. Charlie Ward might be one of the greatest athletes, college athletes, period, ever. Right. right? right. Like, you were one of the Heisman and then went to the league, NBA. <laughs> David Wingate. That's Baltimore, right? Yeah. Yeah, right there at Georgetown. That was tough. Kurt Thomas. Yeah. Right. When you, you call off those names, of course, you know, um, Patrick Ewing is a, you know, a Hall of Fame or whatever. But No question. But those other guys, all the first thing that comes to mind is just toughness. Yeah, toughness. We if we ain't hitting shots tonight, you ain't hitting shots tonight <laughs> for sure. If somebody will get hit. Let's go back to the. Let's keep it in the Eastern Conference. And we just going through that ninety nine two thousand 
era and those playoff teams. So you can kind of see what that, that ball was like. So that's the Sixers there. And so the Sixers in 99, 2000, that was, you know who's leading that. That's, a, that's AI. The answer. The answer. And we just talked about AI last pod about him having to carry a load. Now, this roster right here, right? <laughs> Bruce, uh, Bruce Bowen, right? I didn't even know Bruce was there. And, uh, and he started off there in Philly. I, I guess so. I he didn't know he was there either. Oh, yeah. So you got Matt Geiger. Tyron Hill. Ira Bowman. I know that cat. And, and this is my guy. I really rock with him. Larry Hughes. I, re, I rock with Larry Hughes, even especially in D.C. time, too. Um, George Lynch. That's who Coach looked like. <laughs> <laughs> George Lynch could get it, though. He could get he, to yeah, it. He was, a good, he was a good role player for sure. Oh. Zane Jones, jump shooting, undersized four. Yeah. Ka Kevin Ali, Nazir yeah. Muhammad, Aaron McKee, you know, your teammate, yeah. Todd McCullough. But this is an interesting one right here, right? Theo Ratliff. Theo Ratliff went to, when we talk about, these are names of guys who made nits like in the league, finding their their thing. He went to Wyoming. <laughs> you almost went to Wyoming, didn't you? Yeah. The funny story, Theo Ratliff was at Wyoming when I was there on my visit. Man, you guys hear this? Coach was supposed to play with Theo Ratliff <laughs> at University of Wyoming, and he didn't go. I don't know why you didn't go to Wyoming. Stop playing with me, man. <laughs> Stop playing with me. I know I got on this bucket, but I ain't wearing no cowboy hat. Come on, man. Nah, it was, you know, it worked out for him. It worked out. Sure. <laughs> it worked out. What if what if you could have been playing with Big Big Rat? Yeah, I mean. That has a wild was, nickname. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, they had some good pieces there. Yeah. And I was supposed to fit in as the two guard, but man, just, just stepping off that plane. It was just something different, man. Listen. Oh, and Tony Kukoc was on his team. Yeah, they were. I mean, uh, young, yeah. So that's a solid. That era, this era here, everybody's a lot older, yeah. too. You think of, they got Billy Owens, mm. the Billy O show, Eric Snow on there. You know, he was tough. You know, you think about the East, the Eastern Conference back then, even though guys did have skill, it was just tough. Everybody was in a blue collar city. Yeah. And that's just the way the game was played. You know, we talk about the great Iris, Allen Iverson. Man, he took a beating to get two points. A beating. Man. And, and I just, and like I said, this is no hate on the young guys because anybody that's a young guy that can ball, I give you props. But overall, the league was more physical back then. That's just, that's just. For sure. And, th and then we got, oh, okay, this is a Portland team right here. Mm. It's a Portland Trailblazers. And as a Laker guy, and I love saying that. But it's like a guy, the Portland teams, they always were there for battles, right? And, you know, this this is actually a pretty solid roster. That should have been a finals team right there. It should have been. Just they something they just couldn't get right. You think about Greg Anthony, mm. NCAA champion, always been a leader yep. on and off the court. And he was in his eighth year there, yeah. too. Tough as nails. Stacey Augman, his college teammate. Yes. And for those of you that don't know, Stacey Augman was a guy that I used to tell Coach Ryan his game was mm -hmm. patterned af after defensively. Yeah. You know, you could put the ball in the hole better than he could, but you guys defended the same way. He's 6'8", 205 all <laughs> over the court. Like, he was everywhere. Right. One-man press. Yeah. Brian Grant, 6'9". Mm -hmm. You could dump it down to him. He scored with his back to the basket. Solid role player. Very tough, too. You know, 
Gary Grant was a solid, solid backup guard sometimes. Antonio Harvey, just come on, man. 6'11. Yeah. 225. Just I know people say like 225, but it was muscle. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was lean. Different. Dudes were different back then. Joe Klein, big lumbering, 6'11", 255. He knew his role on the team. Mm-hmm. Come through. Let me give you some love taps on your way through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me ga- grab a few rebounds. Let me just finish any dump offs that I get. Just just a solid role player that embraced his job. Yeah. Jermaine O'Neal, young budding star. Yes, the eight, 96 draft class, I believe. Yeah, it budding star. Me. Could, 6'11", could do it all, inside, outside. Scotty Pippen, we don't even have to say anything about that. And that was that was Scotty. You know, Scotty was trying to get his money. Scotty left and was trying to get his stuff together. <laughs> Scotty was all right, but Scotty was still a shell of Scotty for me. But oh, he was sure. still, yeah. but he was still very effective. But I, you know, my man Kobe put him in his his space. You know, I might have the video Listen. right here so you can see that. Right to left and alive to beam. Let me let me give that felt let good me for give, Kobe. Let too. me give Pippen a little defense here. He needs it in needs in year twelve. He ain't got no business jumping none, out there on the island. Like <laughs> and and his his twelve years ain't like most people twelve years. Right, right. Because he went to the finals six times in those two years in between when, when MJ was out. He went to the Eastern Finals one time. Yes, yeah. and he, he had, was he carrying. Some, he did some heavy lifting. <laughs> heavy sure. lifting. You got Arvita Sabona, seven three two seventy nine. For all of you young guys out there right now, you, you watch Joker. This was Joker before Joker. Yeah. Right yeah. here. Keep keep it on that. Yeah, Where are you yeah. going, E? Yeah, yeah. Hey. So, but because we're here in the UAE, because we're here in the UAE, and which is an international space, and we're talking about basketball globally, you got to, for, for him and the next guy, you got to go ahead and just give a little bit more of that background. Because, you know, our kids don't know. And even back home, there are a lot of people that really have no clue mm-hmm. when we Arvidas. talk about these next two names that right. you got. Arvidas. So people don't know that, or, I mean, like you said, people in the States didn't even know. Arvidas Sabonis was one of the top players in Europe many years before he even came to the NBA. You know, back then, guys would get drafted to the league, but you couldn't make as much money as you could in Europe. So he, you know, he waited his time out and then he could come over for, you know, after he's made some money and then come over and then, you know, see what he could do in the, in the NBA. And he was a guy, man, great soft hands, great passer. You could run the offense through him at the high post. I mean, he had great moves back to the basket, soft. I mean, just Anything Joker can do right now, mm-hmm. he could do, but he was a little bit heavier. He was a whole lot heavier. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what you know. Sabonis' son is now playing for uh, Pacers. Pacers, Pacers All-Star yeah. and all those type of things. Yep. Deadlift Shrimp. Deadlift Shrimp. <sighs> Man. This was this team was loaded. <laughs> um, this team is this team should have been in the finals for sure. Deadlift Shrimp, man. Just 6'10, 2, 235, man. Just again, one of those guys. Big guys from Europe mm-hmm. played inside and outside, which, you know, back in the in the NBA back then, that was kind of unheard of. It, you know, you were big, you stayed in the paint. But these guys roamed inside out and did a little bit of everything. And, you know, you couldn't – it was hard to completely shut them down just because they had so many weapons in their arsenal. And they were smart, high, mm-hmm. high IQ. You know, they weren't guys that, you know, needed to come in and just get 20 shots, you know. They were real, real productive, you know, with the touches that they got. Right. You know, and just solid, just solid citizens on a, on an already loaded team. 
Steve Smith, Michigan State, man. One of my favorite college players of all time. Man, they got the Smitty. Man, I if I had a chance, I would win the Michigan State. Mm. I would, but, you know, they ain't. <laughs> but, man, he played for the great Judd Heathcote, man. Steve Smith, you know when they name one of your moves and people still people still talk about your moves today, that means you can play. For the Smitty. That means you got game. Look, look I'm going to make sure in these episodes, I'm starting to do it. I'm going to put the video clips here so y'all can see some of those things. Cause for sure. They don't. They need to know. Yeah. And, and the real ones, KD, all those guys, they know what the Smitty is. Yep. They, they salute those people when you see them. So right. sometimes you got to break it down. I like Mighty Mouse. Yeah, I was just about to say that, man. I was going to say Damon Stoudemire, a.k.a. Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Put Toronto on the map. I got to go find that jersey. But next year, I'm going to have a nice little throwback of Damon Stoudemire <laughs> for sure. Because that one was a fire one. Mm. Rashid Wallace, number one player coming out of high school. Mm. I know John Chaney wanted him so bad. Yes, right? He's a Philly guy. Yeah, you gotta he, he wanted him so bad coming out of Simon Gratz. I mean, you think about that, man. Oh, man, Here, look at the dude at the bottom. Your man. Bonzi, Bonzi Wells. All my guys back home gonna be that, that play with me at Cop are going to be like, yeah, you know Bonzi. <laughs> he don't know you, but you know him. Yeah, and for what sure. They, and what they're going to be saying is that um, I had a chance to play against Bonzi when I was in college. And mm -hmm. let's just say I wasn't on the floor too long. You know, I, I see this guy, man, you know, 6'5", you know, a little, little chubby. Like, man, I'm about to serve him up. Every time Bonzi touched the ball, <laughs> foul. foul. I couldn't stop him. He was posting me, getting me off the bounce. It was nothing I could do. He was for sure one of the times in my life when I, when I realized, like, he's a pro. Yeah. He's yeah. a pro. Yeah. I ain't never been dispatched that quickly. Yeah. You know, everybody had those moments. For me, it was Tobias Harris. Ooh, and he, he, same way. I was trying <laughs> to speed him up, push him this way. He thought I, I wasn't even there. Yeah, yeah but With, he, he ain't put you in a car seat though. Bonzi put me in a car seat. I was like, <laughs> like there was nothing I could do. Like I, yeah, I knew then, get in the weight room. Yeah, now, that's different for sure. And then we got, we'll go through this one quick because you know this is a first round exit. This mm -hmm. is uh, a Phoenix team. Um, they had some guys though. They had Penny Hardaway, but that was, you know, yeah, Penny Appleton. Yeah, Kevin Johnson. Randy Livingston. That's somebody that nobody remembers. Mm -hmm. He was one of, he was probably the number one or number two player coming out of high school, knee injury, mm -hmm. and robbed him of some of his bounce. Mm -hmm. He still ended up in the league, whatever, as a solid point, but 6'4, tour. He was bouncing like Baron Davis was. Ooh. Yeah. He was he was nice. Ooh. Yeah. You got you got Corey Blunt. You got Rex Chapman. Mm -hmm. That's your guy. That bounce. We still gonna have a talk about him yeah. uh a little bit later. But Kevin Johnson, J Kid. Well, that might have been blonde hair, J Kid, too. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Yeah. Hey, ben. Sean Marion. Man, hey, this is one of your guys. Tom Gugliata. Y'all had him in Washington. Let him he didn't do him right. He leaves Washington, you know, and starts putting up numbers. You know, I ain't no, no Wizard <laughs> fan, but it sounds about right. You leave D.C. and you start getting right. And then you yeah. got Rodney Rogers and Clifford Robinson. And those are two more of those tough, when you come past me, your chest going to feel it because I'm going to oh. hit you right in the middle of it. 
Rodney Rogers might hurt you when he's got the ball. Right. Yeah, he Wake Forest guy that came to uh, McGonagall Hall when um, I want to say they were like number top three in the country, whatever. And um, you know we were ranked too. Man, let me just say uh, Rodney Rogers put on a show. Undersized yeah. four man, but you know he was a lefty, had bounce, mm -hmm. had a little wiggle with him. There's, it was not much you could do. Like you said, he was just an all brawn man, just. You're just crazy. Man, so so far, right, from the teams we just talked about, Portland, Miami, New York, Philly, those coaches too, Mike Dunleavy, Pat Riley, <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy, and Larry Brown. Yeah. Talking about a legendary era. You talking about this is what the playoffs look like in 99 and 2000 when right. Kobe and them got through their first ring. That's, a, that's not only a star-studded, roster going down but also that team right heavy 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 in experience right and you talk about basketball iq and everything else that comes with being a pro man that was a tough and kobe still a youngin right leading that team right. everybody else got seasoned vets if they were winning they got seasoned vets ahead of that right. nobody that young you know that's that just speaks volumes speaks volumes of kobe's greatness man Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you know, back then you had to be a student of the game because the, those coaches you just named, they're not going to let you just come in and go for 50 and there's there's only single coverage. Mm, there's going to be some schemes set up for you. That's a shot. You know, was that was that a shot? Was that a um, was that a shot to some, some of these new age coaches? No, sir. No, sir. I'm just <laughs> letting it run 50. Hey, hey, I'm just saying it's an entertainment league more so now. And so, hey, maybe there's some orders coming down from the top saying, hey, man, you know. OG said, where's your pride? Just let it happen. You just let them give you 60. Where's your pride? <laughs> you know, and, you know, we get, all right, let me see. We get this too much. Well, maybe that, maybe that organization, maybe that coach didn't want to show their hand right now. What you talking about? Right. You're trying to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? What you, what you, what you saving it for? Yeah, it ain't going to matter. You know, and, and then here's the thing, like, even though they're pros, if you don't attempt to work on it, sometimes when you when you're gonna expect them to just flip a switch and get it. Right. Because it's gonna be something completely different than they've been doing for 82 games. Right. Yeah. And so, then the older you get, you'll create your habit. Right. And this and when you in your way, you're in your way. Right. But well, we got this Milwaukee team right here. And um go ahead and enlarge that big dog. This is Ray Allen. This is Ray for Austin. Skip to my loot. Skip, all right. Then I think, and that was his rookie year. And then he's there with Sam Cassell. Sam I Am Cassell. Mm. Vinny Del Negro. Mm -hmm. Dale Ellis. Darvin Ham. Irvin Johnson. Not the Irvin Magic. They may not know Darvin Ham. Texas Tech broke a backboard. Mm. And Darvin could get to it, ball headed, light skinned dude, right? <laughs> you got Danny Manning. Legend in college, yeah. you know. Danny and the Miracles mm -hmm. won a national championship in uh, Kansas. J.R. Ryder. J.R. Reed, I'm sorry. Reed. I said J.R. Ryder. Shout out to Dipset. J.R. Reed was like a like a lesser version of Patrick Ewing. Mm -hmm. You know? And the lesser version, it is not bad, right? <laughs> right. But these next two, really the next three, they all got a story. Glenn. Big dog, Robinson. Big dog, right out of Purdue. Get your money, man. Six, seven. That was now. He's one of the true first stretch fours. Yeah, 
you know, six, seven. So, you know, he really a little undersized to be the four in that era. But if he could stretch you out, he leveled the playing field right there. You know, and, and he had some, he had enough handle with him to get by and give mm-hmm. a little bounce to, to get to the rim. He was a monster. Yeah. He got that monster. He got that payday too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He got that payday Milwaukee. And then you got Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas was a um was a guy one time in in high school that people were saying he was ranked ahead of Kobe. Yeah, yeah. Kobe remembered. Yeah. Kobe, I remember, <laughs> remember him, Tim Thomas talking about that. Tim Thomas was 6'10, he, small forward. Yeah, he actually had potential to be like one of the next McGrady's, mm. you know, but you know, career didn't really yeah. take off the way it, you know, it should have, but he was a monster coming in. Robert Tractor Trailer, mm. we all know. Hey. He had a, he was pulling a wagon back there. Hey. A, little, a little overweight, but he could get to it. Yeah, yeah. When you overweight and can get it done, that, that's high skill. <laughs> that's high skill. But and then you this team the team is coached by George Carl. Mm. You know, you we right back in the same space to where in this era of basketball, everybody had their resume, everybody was highly experienced, yeah. and everybody had their system, yeah. right? Like you would, you were going through a gauntlet, right, from one through eight, right? So what's the? It, are those all the teams for that ninety nine year? Hey, before we go any further, man, we were doing that that Phoenix roster. We didn't get a chance to touch on Oliver Miller. Oh, I don't know. You got to school how he me. got out the league. You got to school me. Well, Oliver Miller, you know, was a big guy. I think he's about 6'9". Always had issues with his weight. You know, when you're younger, when he was in college at, a, you know, Arkansas, you can get away with some of that stuff. You get to the league, you know, you got to make sure you're in shape a little bit because everybody you match up with the next night could really play. And um, <laughs> in his contract, they had some clauses in there about his weight. Oh, man. So, Oliver Miller, man, I think he was playing for the Pistons. And this cat had to get, he had to be weighed in every day. Every day? Every day. Yeah, they had, yo, yes, they had to they had to watch his weight, man. He could blow up at any moment. This cat was sneaking into the joint before everybody got there and rigging the, the scales. He <laughs> <laughs> got caught. Hey, no, no, that's high level though. That's high work. Hey. Why you can't just lose the weight? Yeah, man, listen. Listen, man, you playing you playing in Detroit, man. You go to Coney Island, them hot dogs are great. Man, the hot dog though. Listen. If a hot dog costing you millions, you you got yeah, issues. Some hey. So everybody got different vices, man. Yeah. And then the, I think the last playoff team there was was an um a Pistons squad. And that was uh what we got going on. It's a, it's a Pistons squad with Jerry Stackhouse. Um is that Jerome Williams? Is that is that from the dog, I can't. That's Jerome it. Williams from Georgetown. Um, Louis Vaught, Christian the Michigan team, Christian Leitner, not a fan. You know, I Duke and stuff here, yeah. um, but he was okay. You got you got your boy Montrose on there, man. <laughs> you got to put me on, man. You know, Eric Montrose. You know, UNC footer. UNC always had seven footers. Always still you know? do. And Montrose wasn't. He wasn't a step out of the paint type guy. He was strictly a bruiser down low, mm-hmm. just a lumbering big man. But he did his job. Yeah. Got to the league and, you know, solid guy. But I just want to throw his name at the because, you know, I know you always, you're a UNC guy. And then you got Lindsey Hunter and Grant Hill. Mm. Yeah. Lindsey Hunter was, he was tough, man. Yeah. 
I mean, he was. He, we'll see on this roster. He became a Laker. He became <laughs> a Laker too. But Grant Hill in that time, everybody. Some people like to say that Grant Hill was what LeBron is as far as speed and athleticism and handle at the small forward position. Whenever Grant Hill was coming at you downhill. And he was hitting his left or right crossover. It was like, oh, it was nothing. And it was nothing you would do for that. He, I, I'm not going to say his game. I don't, I'm not going to say his game and LeBron's game similar because Grant Hill was more, uh, I say he's a little more, how can I say, light off the bounce. Yeah. Like he wasn't running over you. LeBron, you know, he'll run over you, run through you. Well, Grant Hill was, he's come down. He had hand. Grant Hill was more like, um, I, why do I, I, I don't even want to say his name, but. He was like a better version of PG. Mm. See, because remember, we bring this up about Braun too. Right. LeBron had more bop with his. When he was young. Yeah. When he was younger. For sure. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was saying LeBron younger down here because more dynamic. Right. You know what I'm saying? In, in that but, way. But yeah. LeBron now knows all yeah. brute yeah. strength. But Grant Hill was different. Yeah. I mean, that was, Grant Hill never gets hurt. Uh, I probably wear those feelings, but. <laughs> <laughs> But Grant Hill never, <laughs> Grant Hill never gets hurt. It's a whole. We got to move some people around. Yeah, in the top fifty. Yeah, sure. And I, just off the highlights, I was saying because he was he was shaking and moving MJ. Yeah, for sure. And uh, all of them was getting into that space. But, but the, the other thing about Grant Hill, he played D. Yeah, he strapped. Yeah. Strapped. That's, and that's a V. That's a VA guy too. Mm. No, a Northern Virginia guy on top of that. You know, so we gotta make a salute to the South Lakes. That's right. But then he went to, he still went to prep school, and um, then he go to uh, what's the? What's I don't the, know, but I'm claiming him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I know. You talking about Oak Hill? He's about to say Oak Hill? Nah, I nah. I think he went to what's what's called right there in Northern Virginia too. Um, it's another. I can't think of the name of the school right now. Spring something. Nah, Flint. Flint. Flint Hill. I think yeah. Yeah. So then we got Utah, and I ain't gonna talk. We ain't, we're gonna go through Utah quick. Jerry Sloan, cool. Greg Oster tag. You guys remember that story? And we ain't gonna. We can just go by. Though we gonna get Sloan to the Sloan. who? who? Right. Yeah, we gonna talk about John Stockton Mr. though. Olden Polynesian. I don't know. I know Jeff Hornacek though. Jeff Hornacek and and Howard Isley. Yeah. They were very very solid. And Brian Russell was solid. Yeah, even though I mean MJ did what M, he did. But MJ is MJ. So that's a little different. But yeah, Hornacek get to it, man. I mean, Armand Gilliam was a good pro. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, and then but you anyway, got Jerry, Jerry Sloan. Yeah, just say yeah. That, I mean, that's the Jazz. So that's that ninety nine two thousand. Yeah. So we will wrap that up because that just gives you an idea of the type of gauntlet Kobe and Shaq ran through. Like that wasn't that wasn't like they, they got hear this all night all night baby all right so let's go two thousands right two thousands we go back to back two thousand two thousand one um, and we meet AI in the finals A AI guy he had one of the most impressive individual performances just that one game right everybody knew that we were going to sweep him but that one game when he come in there giving us a fifty piece. Stepping over Ty Lue, <laughs> and you know, and, and still in that one, that was a big time um, victory for them. But and that's the second year back, and they add Matumbo to that roster, right? And old Matumbo, but that Philly team shouldn't even have been there. <laughs> look at that roster. I mean, <laughs> look at that roster, man. You know, you got an old crazy Vernon Maxwell. Yeah, they ain't Vernon Maxwell for the Rockets. I mean. 
for what AI did. Yo, man. Vernon Maxwell ran into the crowd. Yeah, it's crazy. And, <laughs> crazy. I saw that the other day. He was wild. It's crazy. But for them to get that far, man, with AI, that's just a testament to his greatness. I'm sorry. And, and he was a, a two guard, 6'1", 165, 170, something like that, and and didn't shoot a lot of threes. He went to the rack. And and Larry Brown, though, talk about Larry Brown. You're talking about coaching, coaches making an adjustment. He made an adjustment early. This is still 2000. It's still early 2000s right. when the game is still, you know, it got the the remnants of the 90s hoop. He making a change to like, all right, this little guy, I got to just, we just got to build a team around him and a whole system around him and let him go. For sure. But again, that organization. Yeah. I, what was the guy's Billy Pat Croce? Yeah, Pat Croce. The owner and then Billy King mm -hmm. and then Larry Come on, man. Look at the yeah. the pecking order. You, so they're, they're all in tune with each other and they realize that we drafted this guy because he's dynamic. So we got to put pieces around him so he can continue to be him. Right. And so, I mean, so you got to, you know, take a shot, you take your hat off to them, man. And um, they did a great job. And I mean, and he, they put him in a situation to be successful. And he carried the load. Yeah. And this is a this is a time too for me watching Bean to where I saw him grow more because he was taking that defensive challenge. Yeah. Running around Listen. <laughs> with AI. You six six. This cat's six six foot and was a star defensive player in high school. So you know he's fast. And I'll give you a little story in a minute. Um chasing him around the court. And then Kobe's gotta get 20 plus on the other end. Yeah, that's a, that's that's stepping up to the challenge right there. That's big time. Yeah, that's prime time, right? And then go to what those numbers were, because I mean, Kobe and Shaq at that time now they already in rhythm, right? I think he averaged like um, what was it twenty? We may never know. We may never find out if Ethan doesn't get there. Two thousand, two thousand one playoffs. Yeah, twenty nine. The year before, he averaged 22. Now in the playoffs, he averaged 29, right? And then you run around with AI when you get there. But the East, you kind of knew what was going to happen there. But that Western Conference now, right? But he, he had, Kobe had 29 in the playoffs, right? What was he averaging the regular season? See, this is what I want people to understand. Those guys picked it up in the, in the playoffs. Mm. 28.5. You still got to take it up. And that's where defense has been a little more kinged in on right. playing them seven times, four times. But you, you know what I'm saying? The thing you're supposed to, you're supposed to dip a little bit because the other team is keying in on you. Mm -hmm. But for you to keep your average and then go up a little bit, that talks about your preparation, your greatness, and your, your toughness. For sure. Now let's take it to, now this was, I believe, also the year when Sacramento started getting a little tough for us. <laughs> so let's go back to that Western Conference and, and seeing what those teams were like in that space. Um, because I know first round, we might have had, uh, let's go second round there. Let's say we had Portland again, right? And that's the same Portland team that we had to run into with, um, with the OG, Scotty, and all those guys. But then when we get to, Second round, we got to play Sacramento, and we sweep them this year, right? <laughs> this is this is a team that Nick Anderson. He he wasn't right after those free throws. 
<sighs> you talk about we said Kobe and those air balls, right? Yeah, Nick, and uh, Nick Nick missed those. And you talk about Nick Anderson when he was with Orlando Magic and he was playing. And that was was that in the finals or semi uh, uh, Eastern Conference finals? Well, it was in the playoffs. Not sure, but it was he, deep. And he missed a couple, a few free throws that would have put them in position to win it all. Yeah, he he never recovered. John Barry was serviceable. Doug Christie was nice, and that was a guy. You know, similar size to Kobe, and it would take that defensive assignment mm-hmm. to guard Kobe. And and Doug Christie's job on the offensive end was light, so he could dedicate his all of his energy to guarding Kobe. Mm-hmm. But you know, Doug had problems. His wife was always you know, yeah, telling him what to do and stuff. She on know. TV now, though. Vlade yeah. Divac, eleven years in, but he was still serviceable. And and you talking about the Lakers? Vlade got you know a vendetta. <laughs> he trying to get back. <laughs> Little Kobe specifically, right? Yeah, Lawrence Funderburk. Saw that out of Ohio State. Bobby Jackson was tough, man. Bobby was a Bobby tough. was a problem. Tough. He was one of those first like six men that come in and really would give you and change the game. Change it. Change, change it. like Vinny uh VJ. Yeah. You know, microwave type of guy. Who was else? Scott Pollard. Scott Pollard uh, was all right. Yeah. Page Stoyakovich. The last four. You got Page Stoyakovich, Hito, Turgaloo. Right, Chris Webber and Jason Williams. Those those four, all four buckets, buckets, and and you're gonna get a show, buckets. And that was Hito in his rookie year, right? Right. So we had to go through a nice little gauntlet of that. And then the next year, we run into them again in the Western Conference Final, and Big Bob, Big Shot Bob, got to save us, <laughs> right? In Game Seven of that, but you know that that era of basketball. Right. I don't even think we got to go through the rest of these rosters because then we get to the Spurs, they start to pop up. Yeah. David Robinson, um, Tim Duncan. Right. And then we go through those three, that three peat, that early 2000s basketball. Um, that's an era. Like the same way that 90s rap, <laughs> 90s R&B is an era that coaching and style of play. Right. That era may. We may never get it back mm. just because look, at, we just went through like seven, eight rosters. And from top to bottom, there was at least seven to nine really good players mm-hmm. on each team. And now, some mm-hmm. guys may have been past their prime, but at one point in time, they really did it. Yeah. We got guys now where you go through the rosters. Sometimes after you get after six, we're like, yeah, yeah what's going on? He, don't, he, don't even, he will never play. He'll be out of it, you know, and so it's it's just a little different, you know. And um, but the one thing is, you you talked about this before about guys being a little older. Guys were settling into their roles and knowing how to stick into the league, stick stick with the team in the league. You know, if if I can go out here and play for Larry Brown, and all I gotta do is strap up, that's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the best defender that I can be. You know, make sure I don't turn the ball over when it's in my hands, knock down the open shot when I get it and just play defense. And so I think that comes with maturity yeah. and, you know, and just knowing that uh, the type of money that guys got back then wasn't the same. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't generational money for the eighth, ninth man on the team. Yeah. You know, so, you know, guys were, were hungry. That's what that inflation do. It was a, it was a, it was a much more, 
I guess it was only tough to watch if you weren't um, a basketball person, right? Because they're talking about they, the shift and the rules was making it more entertaining to watch and all those things. But for me, it was way more entertaining than watching regular season games in comparison to now because right. the competition, the competing right. was was much, much different, right? That's why Kobe gets to the level that he gets to, Shaq gets to where he gets to, and everybody in between because everybody was always coming after you. And as you say, maybe it is because of the money. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is. They, I'm just maybe saying, it is more entertaining. Yeah, so that's what people are saying now, because there's more threes and things like that. Oh, yeah, and more. I mean, that's what they're aiming for. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think it's tough to even say because we don't have, um, we don't have consistency with our stars. Yeah, and not playing all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. there's so much stuff that's going on in between there. Like. You know, like I'm a AD to miss a million games. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's tough to see how I, that's going to go. I I do question that sometimes with AD, but if I'm going to give him a slight pass, mm -hmm. this is the pass I always use is the fact that, man, anybody grows that fast in yeah. one summer. Yeah. Body <laughs> got to adjust. I, I'm there that's, with you. You know. Yeah. So but we'll say, so oh, we go. 99, 2000, 2000, 2001, 01, 02, we, we three-peat. And then we go on for the four-peat, and that's when we get um, GP, Malone, and that's supposed to be the one that we win another one. Right. And we take an L to the to the Pistons team led by um, Chauncey and, and all those, those guys there. A team that should not have won a ring at all, but you know that's that turmoil inside. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I was happy the Pistons won, just so we somebody could stop the momentum of the Lakers, because they were like they were like a gorilla out there. But man, we all know that Kobe and Shaq just had internal beef. Yeah, and and Carl Malone ain't help it. Oh yeah, for not at all, not yeah. at all. I mean, just yeah. you know that, and that's the worst thing as a player to look back and say we lost because of that. Right. That you know, right. we could have we could have won four in a row. Right. You know, so then that one hurts. And not to take anything away from the Pistons, but come on now. Yeah. That's that's yeah. It would Ben Wallace just starting center. Yeah. And he worked. And we, and we love Ben. And he worked. But Shaq. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Just just personnel to personnel. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't make sense. Yeah. But it is what it is. <laughs> and it's part of the story that that you know elevates. What's also dope with Bean was in between that time, from 99 to then, he making music. He on Moesha. He on, you know what I'm saying? Like, he making music. And this is probably the one thing I, I didn't support Bean on. I ain't listened to the Kobe album. I think you might have bought it, though, didn't you? Come on, man. <laughs> I ain't, come on. You know, you know. back then, we ain't buy CDs. Yeah, unless, yeah unless, right. unless it. Unless you could play it from beginning to end. Yeah. That's a different space, though. You in the league and you like, man, I'm bored. I need to go make an album. You know, he was on that list that we did earlier about Hoopers who made rap albums. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Kobe, in his case, was bored. He's always looking for the next challenge. Yeah. That, that's just him. Yeah, that's you real. Know? That's real. I could see Kobe spending three hours at a carnival. You got one of those little booths with like, guess how many jelly beans in this, this book? I could see him spending three hours trying to get it right. Right. That's a fact. That's a fact. But big transition, right? Uh, 04 years when, or 2003, 04 is when he goes from Adidas to Nike. <laughs> man. Let's do it. 
You can't be that great wearing those Adidas, man. Man, now I I am a fan of the Crazy Eights, though. The Adidas Crazy Eight. I think those were solid. Those are the, the not those champ. Don't pull those. Those off. come on, man. Those third. That's what Kanye trying to pull off now. <laughs> Go check, but I think the Adidas Crazy Eight was cool. You know, those black and white one. I, I think those was all right. Those were solid. But when Kobe made the transition to the to the check to the Nike check, that was big too. That was you know a big change, a cultural shift because Kobe got probably arguably I think the best basketball shoe line. Right. MJ got the best shoe, but MJ shoes, you can't really hoop in the same. And then after like after like five or so, maybe after six or seven, it started to look a little funny when he started to make. Right. But when you look at Kobe Nike shoe, ah, those, <laughs> yeah, 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 that, those Adidas ain't going to get it done, baby. You know what I'm saying? But when you talk about Kobe shoe, like to this day. They're innovative because they're low top. They got people thinking that, man, it needs to be a little bit more flexibility within the two. All right. And then also on that, it's still stylish. I mean. Yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> there isn't one Kobe Nike shoe that isn't nice. Right. There just isn't one. But I'm just so glad. I mean, you just can't be, you can't have that type of game and, 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 and wear Adidas. The moon boot. You just can't. <laughs> You just can't, man. The moon boot. Like, cool. I was I was upset when when Kevin Garnett switched from Nike. Yeah, and he had some fire Nikes. He had some fire Nikes. But we're gonna get into the shoe thing because y'all ain't know that we really we really put this we heavy into the shoe game when it comes to the hooping shoes, right? But Kobe shift that, and now that's a that's a sign, right, to where everything changes, right? The shoe is more important. The image is a little bit more important. Now you've had four, Shaq is gone, right? Now it's just you in LA and you got to go through some some years. I just saw a picture. They put, they had on Instagram the best NBA duos or underrated ones. They had some solid ones going and it was like 12 pictures. The last picture was Kobe and Kwame Brown. I was like, my my dog really had to go through that. <laughs> my dog really had to, had to go through that, but he fought through, right? And then we get to his last two, his last two. Those first of all, those are three trips to the finals, right? We got 08, 09, and uh, 07, 08. He get there, and we play um, Boston. And we lose. Who's that? Ray K. That's the, that's and, the uh, first. Paul Pierce that's and, the first year. And Rondo. Yeah, that's the first year of the first big three. Okay. And we take that L to the big three. And then we come back in 0809. We beat Orlando. That was the year everybody thought we was going to be able to play uh Cleveland and mm -hmm. get the Kobe. Um mm -hmm. that's when they had the puppets mm -hmm. all year, right? And everybody Kobe, thought yeah. mm -hmm. LeBron ain't handle his business. Cause that's the one thing that we wanted to see. Right. And I know that's the one challenge that Kobe wanted. Right. Like, give me a young LeBron and let me give him an L here. That that Cavs team, I know they let him <laughs> down. They let him down. But even if you think about that Cavs team, though, you know you look at this Orlando team, and Dwight Howard has one of the the weirdest NBA career. Yeah, because he's he's a Hall of Famer, right? He's gonna for be sure. a Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But sometimes I think you you might have said it. And my uncle said, "What have you done for me lately?" Yeah, and you always say that because that's all that people remember, and. Dwight, man. And not only that, it's it's the manner in which you finish your career. Yeah. 
Dwight finishing it would have been a storybook ending and a great comeback would have been if he retired last year. Yeah. You know, or stay, stay on one more year. Yeah. But you jumping, I mean, yeah, there's some funny money going on there. Yeah. You know, so we got that W though. So we go, we go and Kobe gets two more. Right. And the most sweetest one being the last one against Boston. <laughs> right. After we got murdered against right. Boston in game seven. I mean, I think they beat us by like 30 points, 40 points. They murdered us. And we came back and we got to get that revenge one more time. And it's the Celtics. Yeah, Boston Celtics. Yeah. Boston Celtics versus the Lakers. That's just that's an iconic battle right there. For sure. But for from Kobe, from a Kobe to 24 Kobe, because we talk about the jersey change too, right? Kobe started. Kobe, I don't know any other player in NBA history as prominent as being, because you think about your jersey is also a selling point for merchandise. Right. Kobe changed his jersey from number eight to number 24, right? That's two different eras. Like, I mean, LA retired both jersey numbers. You win three rings, like you were in three rings in one and then two in another. But what did you see from a perspective of a Hooper in the game change, right? Like from how his game was from the three-peat, number eight Kobe with the fro to seasoned 24 vet Mamba. The the difference in the game is those first three championships, Kobe was just, he's in 100% attack mode at all times. Just coming at you from land, sea, everywhere, you know, and then just, he he was just like a a wave. You just couldn't control him. But as he got older, and this is not to say, this is not a slight against Kobe, he he did a smart thing. He patterned his game early on after Mike. And you can see Kobe sometimes play those last two championships. And you didn't know if you were looking at him mm-hmm. or MJ. Mm-hmm. And you could see that he was measured in everything that he did. You know, he took his time. He, he let the game come to him. He saved energy on defense. He picked his battles, mm-hmm. you know, because he knew that for them to win, even though they had some solid pieces around him, he needed to take them over the top. Mm-hmm. And so just to see him, you know, become that type of player and and do things like take young players under his wing during games and have a little more patience with them and um, and be more of a teacher. I mean, that was just, yeah. there's just, you know, the metamorphosis of him basically from going from a a teenager as a basketball player to a man. Yeah. yeah. It's just, that's the only way I can put it. You know, it's just, it was incredible, man. I think people understate Kobe's ability to make his teammates better too, right? When, when I think about our ro- roster for it now, we won back-to-back, right? But we went to the finals three years in a row, right? Pull up those those rosters. Now, our second best player on that team was Pau Gasol, mm-hmm. right? And then we have Lamar Odom, and then we sprinkle in there, Shannon Brown, Trevor Rees at one point, Meta World Peace. We still got uh, Derek Fisher and all those things. When you think about championship teams, right, outside of that Detroit team, Spurs, David Robinson, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, you know, Tim Duncan. Yeah, yeah, you know, those like all-stars, Hall of Famers. We talking about the guys that we had, Andrew Bynum, Jordan Farmar, Chris Mim, 
right? Like Vladimir Romanovich, Luke Walton. We don't even know what Luke was good at. <laughs> Sasha Buretich. But I will always look at it and I would say people always talk about Kobe being selfish and all those things. But Paul Gasol is now a Hall of Famer, right? Paul Gasol was one of my favorite players, Lakers, along with Lamar Odom. But does Paul Gasol's career go to that if he doesn't play with Kobe? If he doesn't get this stand side by side with Kobe and Kobe push him to become the player that he no, did? No, I mean, that, yeah. that's that's how their the friendship developed. Yeah. You know, Kobe, Kobe finally came to a point in his career where he knew in order to win, I have to change who I am somewhat. Because, you know, Kobe early in his career, you know, he was – you know, reckless. You know, I'm getting was, it. I'm, I'm by myself. I'm doing my thing. You know, you want to, you want a part of this. You better keep up. And you no, know, he slowed down a little bit and and brought those other guys along, because um, early in his career, Kobe would not. He was not a pass type guy. It was like I'm gonna hang in the air as long as I can. If I don't see daylight, you know, then I'll pass it to you. Mm -hmm. That's why guys had to, you know, put up shots, you know, at a moment's notice. But you know, in these last two championships that he had. Um, you know, it was a little different, it was a little more tactical. Yeah. You know, he set guys up because he knew that it's 48 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I need these other guys to eat a little bit. Right. If I'm going to if I'm going to eat towards the end and put us, you know, yeah. over the top. Like, look at that roster, King. All right. Shannon Brown, Kobe Bryant, Andrew Bynum, Jordan Farmar, Derek Fisher, Paul Gasol, um, Binga, Adam Morrison, Lamar Odom, Josh Powell, Shasha Vujicic. Luke Walton, the Metal World Peace. Right? My boy hated Sasha Vujicic. Man. He, my boy Matt Day used to be like, yo, JK, you should be in his spot. Look, they have stories when Kobe had to punch him in his jaw in practice a couple of times. But he said, Sasha, I keep coming back. But you look at that roster, right? And for the most part, and this is when we beat um, Boston in 2000, uh, I think, 9 and 10. It was our, the second of uh, Kobe's by himself. That's pretty much the roster for the other two as well. Just take off Metal World Peace and we got Trevor Rees on there and things. But that's pretty much the same type of roster. Now, you, you tell me, when you look at that roster, is that a roster you like, yo, that's a championship team? <laughs> I can say it now. You can say it now, right? <laughs> so, like, like, I even say, like, Kobe's two rings without Shaq, those are some Tough right. ones, right. some tough ones. They were tough. They were tough. And I, like I said, I give him all the credit in the world. But he had a couple guys on there that were were just dogs, and they just did you know, Metal World Peace. Derek Derek Fisher was long in the you know mm -hmm. long in the league for thirteen years, but he was just tough. And then Lamar Odom was a problem. Well, Lamar Odom, because he's he one of my favorite players ever. You didn't know you don't know what to do with him, man. Lamar was special. You know, Six, he was really a point guard at six ten, right? With with some, some some bounce to him too, right? But still, King. I mean, yeah, where yeah. Andrew Bynum? You got in Phil that? Jackson, man. Yeah, but where Andrew Bynum at? Last time I saw Andrew Bynum, he was but, on a Brooklyn bench but, with a uh, West Unsell fro. I ain't say that. Now. <laughs> but when Bynum was there, he was a good big man, though. He had to, he worked into that. Well, he man. was serviceable. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like. That those two finals that he had to win with that crew, man. If <laughs> you look at it right now, it's like, all right, yeah. So when we look at these superstars today that are saying different things about, you know, what I gotta have, what has to happen, what are you gonna do?
You know, those are the questions, right? And we all know Kobe's history when it comes to, you know, 61 points in three quarters, outscoring the Mavericks by himself, you know, 81 points against Toronto, um, the countless buzzer beaters, you know, the MVP seasons. Um, but, you know, most of all, his contribution to the game. One of my favorite things to know about Kobe is how much he did for other players after and passing on that game, right? Because that, that is what you talk about, you know, the league missing out mm-hmm. and why we got the podcast. It's because it's not enough of the OGs sitting around giving the game to the to the young one, right? Like if Shaq tries to do it in his own way, right? But let's think about <laughs> if, let's think about if more of those bigs got to sit down with Hakeem right. or got to sit down with Patrick Ewing on some other stuff, like how that would still keep the things afloat. Shaq, oh, Shaq tries to do it, man. It's just, he Shaq's, military errors, kid. Er, Shaq's errors a little different. They're a little too abrasive. <laughs> Eat from your error. Shut up, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't, I'm down to brace him. Now, you know, I talked to you in a civilized manner. You just told me, shut up. Look, look, that was out of love. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just response. It's a quick response. But no, you know, Kobe, man, I, I will take my hat off to him. After he finished playing, he did give back. Yeah. Because all the guys that are young stars right now were touched by Kobe. All Kyrie, uh, Booker. Tatum. Tatum. I Donovan mean, Mitchell. I mean, like, so on. That so says forth. a lot about his impact in a yeah. short period of time. Yeah, you know, so because uh, he could have easily been the Kobe of old, would been like, "Well, look, I worked hard. You guys got to work hard." Right. But, you know, but he did what I he did. He didn't have to do it, but he did what I think you should do. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing I do want to touch on because I know you like this. Now, some of some of Kobe's battles, his biggest battles, <clears throat> were amongst some great wing defenders. We don't have as many of those down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just break off some names, right? Bruce Bowen, mm. Ruben Patterson, Matt Barnes, Metal World Peace, Doug Christie, Tony Allen, Rajai Bell, Tayshawn Prince. Mm-hmm. Right. Did I say Bruce Bowen? Yep. Yeah. And you know, I might even Sean uh Sean Marion. Yeah, for sure. The Matrix. Right. The Matrix. You don't have a nickname for nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shane Battier. Right. Right. Like he had a whole book talking about how to defend Kobe. Right. right? That's a different era of basketball, too, to where people were taking so much pride in stopping somebody. Right. And especially on the wing. Right. We don't see much of that right now. Right. You <clears throat> we have to appreciate that, like you said, because those guys would sacrifice on the offensive end certain games to try to slow a guy like Kobe down just because he was that good. And, and, and it's a pride thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe's Kobe's on a four-game run of averaging 32. You, wanted, you want that fifth game, Kobe only had 17, 18. Mm-hmm. You did a great job. Mm-hmm. You did a hell of a job. And, you know, guys just don't take pride in that these days. Yeah. Because, one, everybody's so concerned about ending up on somebody's highlight tape. Well, you're in the league. Everything you do is is captured on video anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and the thing is like, that's what, that's what you're there for. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be what everybody says, bigger, faster, stronger now, more skilled. And then you don't take pride in strapping up. And Kobe never, and Kobe, nor those people defending Kobe 
took a night off knowing that they had to play Kobe the next day. Right. Uh, low management. Yeah. No. Like, you had to, you knew Bean was coming in town. Shane Batty, Kobe knew Shane Batty was coming in town. Kobe knew Tony Allen was coming. For sure. And everybody always says, KD, Braun, all of them say Tony Allen was the toughest defender that they had. There was no duck in that. You showed up, and that was hurt. Yeah. Kobe, you know, messed up fingers, shoulders, or whatever. You got to drag them off the floor. And don't get it twisted, everybody. There was load management, but you shouldn't be have you shouldn't have load management if you're under thirty. <laughs> I'm just being. Right. If you're under thirty, you should you should be playing, mm-hmm. unless you got a serious injury. And, and we all know Kobe played with a lot of injuries. Right. That's what I mean. That's what guys did back then. Yeah. You didn't you didn't see guys sitting out because they had a dislocated pinky fin- pinky mm-hmm. ring. Man, guys play, man. Yeah. That's what Stephen A always talks about with Kyrie and some other people. You guys, first of all, come from that Kobe school. You guys talk about Kobe being a mentor. And Kobe knows he's box office. Yeah. He knows he's headlining this game. And I'm gonna make sure every time I come, just like MJ said, every time I put lace him up, it may be the first time and the last time somebody sees me. Yeah. Because, so you know, it might be the only time you can afford the tickets. Man, talk about those stories about kids who can only go to the nosebleed seats and see somebody with the binoculars. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, we all got them, yeah. right? Like, yeah. sitting at the top of it. So, they always showed up, man. But, you know. We, for, we'll talk about those injuries later, next time. Think about Rod Strickland. We need, mm-hmm. to, we need to show a visual of him handling the ball with tape on every finger. Yeah, Rod Strickland was wild. He had a lot of different things going on. And <laughs> even even we got a graphic here of Kobe's injuries that he had to play through. Like, right. man, it's everywhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. On his body. But, you know, you figure it out, especially knowing you on borrowed time. Yeah, man. Yeah, but that's episode 24, um, you know, in tribute to our guy, um, a basketball savant, basketball legend, you know, uh, a great, even better person off the court, yeah. creative guy, you know, you know, wins an Oscar, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, he got children's um, animation out, you know, it, it kind of even the inspiration with us as basketball players been making sure we're being more than athletes, you know, investing in things and giving back to the game. Um, so, you know, shout out to Bean, shout out to Vanessa, Shout out to, to Gigi. Um, rest in peace. You know, the Mamba Sita, they launched a um a clothing line on Gigi's birthday. Yeah, I saw all the stars were already gone. Yeah, playing. all gone. You know, I'm a I'm gonna be watching it over the next, you know, year. So let's see if I can get my hands on it. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna be watching though. So we support that, but we gotta definitely, you know, share that thanks. But you know how we end it. Um episode twenty-four is a wrap. We're here, and you, it's post-game wrap-up. So I'll, I'll go first today. Um, don't be a hoarder of information, mm. right? And, and that's just coming from the school of Kobe, right? You have what you have. You've learned what you've learned. You've had to go through so many of those other things, but you do things so that the generation that comes can have a better start, right? You you got information from somebody else that helps you push forward. So what you learn, it'll be selfish. You know, it's almost a sin to hold on to information and refuse to give it to somebody else. So don't be a hoarder of information. What you get, pass forward, share share it. You know, that wisdom is is what keeps a lot of people out of trouble. It was it's what helped us be 
become innovative, more creative, um, you know, and just learn, become more compassionate, everything. So don't hoard information for you older guys, <laughs> um, you know, for anybody that's you learn a little bit quicker. Don't hoard it. Share it. Pass it around. Mm, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I hope you live by those those rules. That's why I'm a young OG. Come on, man. <laughs> it's full circle, baby. Oh, we here. Man, this guy. Um, for me, it's going to be uh, have confidence in yourself and don't wait around for someone else to have confidence in you and give you um, a, a push in the back when you need it. Always believe in yourself. You know, we're sitting here. This this episode was dedicated to Kobe Bryant. No matter what the hater said, he always believed in himself. He believed in the work. He believed in the supporting cast he surrounded himself with. Meaning, if it wasn't somebody that was trying to do positive things that he was trying to do, he disassociated with them. Hmm. You know, there's going to be people out there at all times having something negative to say about what you're doing or how you're living your life. Don't worry about them. They don't matter. Mm-hmm. The only thing that matters is how you feel inside and what makes you happy and where you're trying to go. Uh, talk that. Fire! Yes, sir. And as we say, you know, who Mountain Dubai, who Mountain DXB, who Mountain.ae. If you're in the UAE, come find us. Uh, thank you for rocking with us. Keep going. Keep it real and keep it simple.